You're tuning in to the Black Hollywood Live Network, featuring news, interviews, and commentary on all things Black Hollywood. Hollywood redefined. From Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is Black Hollywood Live. Next, featuring intimate and in-depth interviews with Black Hollywood's next edition of stars and influencers. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined. You're listening to Black Hollywood Live. And now, the host for Black Hollywood Live. Next. What's up? What's up? What's up? It's your host, Megan Thomas, and... What's going on, Cortez G. West? This handsome guy here. <laughs> and as always, on Black Hollywood Live, next we talk to those who are up and coming, those people that you need to be on the lookout for. And this episode is no different. Yep. You hear that music? <laughs> Black Dynamite. Today we have on the show the executive producer and the head writer for Adult Swim's Black Dynamite. Give it up for Carl Jones, Whoa. y'all. What's up, Carl? Hey, hey. Hi, welcome. Brace yourself, food. <laughs> right, right. Black Dynamite. It's an amazing show. Wow, thank you. Thank Not you. only that, but Boondocks, man. That was my show. Right, and yeah. you're also the well, co-executive producer for Boondocks, right? Co-executive producer, yeah. I have a Boondocks shirt that I was looking for. I was going to wear it for you today. Sorry. Really? I, I would buy one. I would buy, bought it from you because I can't find <laughs> it anywhere. I can't, you can't find them anywhere. Really? Like, I, I went on eBay, and, and they used to have a bunch of them on eBay, but, like, I don't know. Like, no one's even bootlegging them anymore. I don't know what oh. happened. Well, y'all hear that. You have an original Boondocks right. shirt, you boy. Yeah, man. I want, <laughs> I'd like oh, to have me, one. Wait. Now, let, me, let me get your number so I can <laughs> so I can find it, okay? I'll sell you the shirt. No, we're going to go make some. We're going to go make some. Right, right, right. <laughs> so as always, we are going to talk about some casting stuff, and then we're going to get all into your business. Sorry, yep. Carl. Uh-oh. <laughs> we want you to chime in. We want you to know what you think about all these things. So let's talk about some casting stuff. Okay. First, we have Leslie Jones and Octavia Spencer. They have new roles. Now, Leslie Jones, if you guys don't know, um, she's in the new movie Top 5 hilarious in top five, I must admit. But she's also on SNL. And um, she is going to be in the new Ghostbusters. The new Ghostbusters is all women. No guys. Wow. What do you guys think about that? Would you watch the Ghostbusters with mm, all women? It's interesting, so I would want to see it. Yeah, yeah it's, I guess as long as they don't call the ghost spooks you know, um, because you have all these black women, okay. Ghostbusters. Okay. But they're not all black. She's the only black one. It's going to oh, be she's... Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, we love her. And, of course, another fellow SNLer, Kate McKinnon. So, these are all funny women. Funny ladies. Yeah, it might work. Yeah. I think it'd be... Anything. You know, some of those movies, like, you, you don't really want to see a remake of, though. Right. It's kind of... It's like it was the it's classic one. Right, you know right, I mean? right, right. Like... She's I, supposed I, to be Ernie Hudson. Preach, brother. Preach, yeah. brother. Is that what it is? <laughs> Give me yeah. some originality, man. I'm tired of, like, remakes and stuff. Give me... No, I mean, but I think that'll be pretty original. You've got these funny women, new age, they're doing Ghostbusters. I think it'll be good. That's a whole lot of women. That yeah. woman is tall. She I, I, is. I don't. I don't think any anybody can get away from the forensic science of of, of a woman. First of all, <laughs> like I, ghosts, humans, yeah. and aliens. <laughs> you know, a woman will track you down and bust your ass, exactly, regardless of what you are. And she's right. one of those. Right. She's right. one of those people. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, Octavia Spencer. She's in the new movie Black and White right now, but she's also going to be playing um, a biopic of a Jamaican nurse named Mary Seacole, who apparently had some kind of... She butted heads with Florence Nightingale during the Crimean War, which I don't even know any of that because I'm not into my history as I should be. But if there's Octavia Spencer, and I think it'll be good. It's a war movie. She's got to pull off being a Jamaican nurse. 
don't know. That's interesting. Right. Mm, but yeah. she's a good actress regardless, so I think she can play anything. I think she can do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, and then she's going to be teaming back up with uh, Brunson Green, who produced The Help. So it's kind of like, you know. Wow. It's kind of recycle people. What did you think yeah. about The Help? <sighs> Man. It, you know, I think there's a, there's a, it, it just it feels like white people are still making money off of slavery and I know, and I know the help yeah. is, is a few years after slavery right, right. But, but just the whole idea of like the help and the butler and 12 years a slave and, and it's like haven't you made enough no. off of <laughs> off of our help that you're now recycling that story and telling it and actually having us pay for the story it's, <laughs> it, it, I, I think I think they're going to actually create like a genre for slave epics I think it, or, Probably or so. Or, or help made black made epics, you know, because it's, right. I mean, I don't know. I, I, it's kind of weird. I mean, because only because these kind of movies win so many awards and they're nominated for, for so many things. And, and there's so many classic uh, stories that are being told that don't have to do with slavery involving black people, but they just don't get the same type of recognition, right. you know. I think Denzel Washington's uh, performance in, in uh, Malcolm X is probably one of the best performances Right. I've seen anybody do white or black, like yeah. ever, you know. But Training Day was so I don't know. I got it's weird, you know. Right. Do you not watch movie movies, certain movies because who, like whoever directed it or produced it? Do you like? I'm not going to see that. I don't like it. <laughs> well, you know, for me, I, I don't know. I, I enjoy bad movies just as much as I enjoy good movies, and, and that sounds weird, but like. I, I almost feel better about myself when I see people do bad shit. <laughs> you know? So, like, I, I, I would... And nothing against Tyler Perry. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I actually have a lot of respect for him and what he's doing. But I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I kind of get something out of seeing what's happening on both sides. Like, the stuff that I don't quite appreciate artistically and the stuff that I do appreciate. Like, you know, I guess they both help to bring me up okay. when I think I'm, I'm not good enough and then push me down yeah, when I oh. think I am doing it, you know, <laughs> that makes sense. doing too much, so. Right. Yeah. Keep you in check. Yeah, it's right, kind right, of right. right in the middle, you know. Right. So let's talk about some music news. So you should be watching the upcoming Grammys coming up on February 8th because there might, there's supposed to be a special appearance by Rihanna, mm. Paul McCartney, and Kanye. Four or five seconds. Yes, four or five seconds. That's a new song uh, by Rihanna that features both Kanye and Paul. Paul, and they're supposed to be on the Grammy stage performing, which is really, really huge. I think I like the song. Have you heard the song, Carl? I haven't heard it. I just heard it for the first time yesterday. It just dropped last weekend. Um, it's really, really it's a it's a good song, especially the fact that you have Paul McCartney getting on this song. Now, I love the fact that you know Con- I respect Kanye as crazy as he is and has become in in more recent history. I love the fact that he can still put out a good song, especially with somebody as crazy as Rihanna, and then you got Paul McCartney on this side. Right, right. Bringing them together. That's only only Kanye could do something. He could broker a deal like that. That is, that is true. That is true. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm just intrigued only because of Paul McCartney. <laughs> <laughs> like, honestly, with... Mm, I would never yeah. pair that together. I mean, it's a cool song, but I think the song was about, like... About going off on yeah, somebody. Yeah, like, I'm about to go off on you seconds. seconds before I yeah. pop off on you. I'm like, <laughs> but at least, people. Well, at least we get to hear him doing doing music. Like, like yeah. I, you know, because, yeah. I mean, so much of what we hear about Kanye is like, you know, it's it's, <laughs> yeah. it's always the, you know, he slaps a cameraman or, you know, he's yelling that sway. But, I mean, like, I just want to hear Kanye do music. Like, he's right. you know, he's a, he's a, Amazing, a brilliant yeah. artist, you know. So, that's good. I, I would have picked this song for Paul McCartney, though. I, I did when I heard it, and I was like, "Oh," because I was like, "What's four or five seconds?" 
And mm. then when Rihanna sings the hook, she's like, basically, I only got four or five seconds before, before I go, go off, off on, you. on you. Uh-oh. I'm like, oh, Paul McCartney's on this song? <laughs> there was no other song? No co- other content? And yeah. <laughs> I mean, you should. He's a beetle. You know what I mean? Like, you gotta, Jeez. you gotta step your game up for a beetle. Maybe, he, maybe he felt like I'm tired of that peace stuff. Man, Ain't nobody else doing it. So, gee, let me. Rihanna <laughs> got a little ratchet. I guess. Yeah, it's a little late for Rihanna to go off on somebody like she. I mean, she's gonna go off on some. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go there. I, do, I, I don't even believe that you go off. Oh, yeah. you know I mean? <laughs> wow. Well, speaking of Nets, um, <laughs> Solange now. Right, I don't know right. the go off. Yeah, and maybe she should have been in four or five seconds. No, she, hers is like one to two seconds. Right. She a whole video on the internet. She likes to fight in small spaces. Right, 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 right. <laughs> <laughs> but speaking of Nets, uh, the next big thing that we always like to talk about, of course, on this show is, of course, to me, Black Dynamite. No matter what season at the end, it's the next best thing to me. Wow. But it's the remake of the 2009 original movie, right? Black Dynamite, right? Yes. Yeah. And well, uh, go ahead. It kind of, it, well, not a remake, but it's, mm-hmm. it's an extension, though. I say. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So, when you say extension, you, extension, you mean like, you kind of you're on the edge by like you know your creativity on to it. Well, I mean, it's the same characters, but it's kind of a, a, a different beast. Like the movie made fun of the bad movie making of the 70s with black exploitation whereas the show it, it's it's like set in the 70s and it has a feel of the black exploitation genre but like we don't do like boom mic jokes or like you okay. know like you know uh uh you know or, or shots not hooking up and you know the tear in this eye on one shot and the tear and, and if you try to do those kind of jokes in animation it would just look like we fucked up right yeah <laughs> right, it right, does right. right so um so so i had to approach it from a different angle and just try to find um, you know, I, I found the most interesting characters in the movie, and I put them together as kind of this dysfunctional family, and started to build stories around that. You know, as opposed to it being a joke about the the, the genre. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, were you watching the movie, and you just like, man, I want to, I want to make fun of this movie. I want to like do an animation right. animation of this movie. Kind of. You know, I was it was during the third season of the Boondocks, and I, I got a hold of a of a bootleg copy of the movie, and um. And I remember watching it thinking, yo, this would really, really be a cool animated show, you know. And coincidentally, I swear to you, like three weeks later, my manager called me and said, hey, the Black Dynamite people wanted to meet with you. So I I sat down with them and acted like I never saw the movie because it wasn't out yet. So afterwards, they were like, you know, see if you can come up with an idea for, for a show. And I'm like, all right, I'll think about it. But I already had it in, right, in my right. head. Yeah. So I met with Michael Jai White and, you know, Tommy and Byron Menz. And, you know, we started putting some ideas together. And, um, and, and yeah, and it came together. How did some of the voice characters come Come together like Kim Whitley, Byron Mins, Tommy Davidson. Well, well, you know they they you know they were in the movie, so I, I just you know I just wanted to keep it really true to those you know those actors and um you know they, I mean this, it's funny because when I'm writing for them I, I don't really think like what would Honeybee do or what would Black Dynamite do I think like what would Michael Jai White say here yeah. you know how yeah. would Tommy Davidson handle the situation because the characters are so close to their real personalities right. it's, it's scary right. you know and, and I think that's what gives the show a certain charm because like Michael Jai White is like really that nigga like yeah, he, he is He's, he, he really would, is he would really kick you yeah. through a wall like yeah. and, and <laughs> it's very serious about his shit you know yeah. But um, funny too at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a really cool guy. I've met him before. But were they eager to say when you? I don't. I don't know. Did you call them personally and were like, you know, hey, I'm doing this animation. Want you on board? Um. Well, I mean, sort of. I mean, yeah. Like, I guess the, it was kind of assumed that you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, it would be kind of messed up if you know if I went and like got 
like Cat Williams to play cream corn. Like you right. know, I think Tommy, <laughs> right. Tommy would feel some type of way. Yeah, I know. You, right. you know, so <laughs> <laughs> that's like one of my best episodes. This, right yeah, <laughs> this show is so hilarious to me because and and the stuff that you guys talk about. Do you ever go? That's probably too far, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> most of the time. Most of the time, yeah. I'm always surprised. And, you know, this season, I mean, we, we, we're always pushing it a little further, right? And I always feel like, you know, maybe it's okay to do this kind of stuff because it's on the air. <laughs> but then we didn't get picked up for season three yet, so <laughs> maybe it ain't okay to do right. this type of So shit. how do you feel about stuff with, like, Family Guy and your shows? Um, I mean, I, I'm not really, I'm not, like, I don't watch Family Guy, really. But, um, you know, I think, I think, uh... I, I mean, I, I think it's a it's a good show. I just, you know, I don't watch much TV, you know, mm-hmm. and I, and part of the reason why is because I don't I I don't really want to be too influenced by a lot of stuff that right. that that's on right now, so that you know, because it finds a way to creep its way in for some reason. But um, you know, I mean, they they have their own form of, of edginess, you know, and 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 I and I respect what they do, and I love the timing. I think they have really great timing. Like everything is really yeah. moving really fast, and um, and I le- actually on Boondocks, I learned uh, Aaron Magruder and I we were kind of experimenting with. With the, the timing of the show, and we realize that when you play stuff faster, for some reason, it's funnier. Even if you speed up a voice, it sounds funnier. Hmm. Like so, what we ended up doing is we would take the whole Boondocks episode and speed it up ten percent. A lot of people don't know that, but after the first season, we were speeding up everything in the show like ten percent, and it just for some reason it played so much funnier. Wow! You know, yeah. Thinking about the flashbacks of certain things, like when. When grand, when pops had a girlfriend and when he was running behind the car, I like I can picture that. Right, yeah, right. Sped up. Okay. Well, well, think about like you ever see like Benny Hill. Yeah, you know the It's like kind of innately funny about that for some reason. I don't know. Why was there a TV show made from Black Dynamite and not a part two movie? Well, there is. <laughs> There's kind of a movie in the in the works. Okay. Um, I, spill it. <laughs> I, well, I just don't know where it's at right now. I know Mike definitely wants to do a Black Dynamite too, or an extension of that brand that he's built with the Black Sportation movies. Like it may not be a Black Dynamite too, mm-hmm. but it's going to be some type of Black Sportation movie starring the same people like they did back right. in that era. Okay. Like you know, you see you see Rudy Ray Moore in all these different movies, or, or you know. Uh, you know, a lot of these guys, they, they, they just would take on... It was the same guy, but, like, you know, right, they would take on different... It's obviously Dolomite, no matter what. Right. He, um, but, uh, but yeah, so I know there's plans to still do a, a Black Dynamite 2 or some other type of movie starring um, Michael Jai White. Right. I want, I want one that's, like, not animated. Like, I yeah. think that would be so funny to see Cream Corn in his, like, his fullness. Almost as- like Jackie Washington. Did you see that? Jackie Washington. The Jackie's back. That's the name of it. I haven't seen that one. Oh I'm my sorry, god! Y'all gonna have to see that movie. I'm gonna sh- we're gonna talk okay, about it. Yeah, put me, put me on to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so my thing is, I look at your animation with Black Dynamite, and then I look at animation on Okay Family Guy. Mm-hmm. It's tell tell me, school me on what type of animation oh, your type of. You see what I'm saying? Well, yeah. Well, well, well. <laughs> I don't know why I, I convinced myself to go down this road of trying to do like authentic Japanese anime style shows, but because it's really hard to do, right. and it takes a long time. Um, so we end up having to do a lot of the production overseas in Korea, and and even with with Boondocks. I mean, we did a lot of it in Korea, and we did some of it in Japan, and 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 part of the reason why is because it was hard to find artists that were trained to do. traditional 
traditional right. Japanese style in America. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so it, it, it's 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 a lot harder in that way, and also it's a little bit more cinematic. Like the storytelling um, with Family Guy is a lot more flat, and and every now and then they'll do something really like if they're doing like a movie parody or something. You know, they'll they'll step outside their normal their normal you know um, storytelling technique, but for the most part, you know, we're using like really. <laughs> really uh uh cinematic you know um um shots and and we right. have tons and tons of scenes for like on average we might have about 700 scenes six or 700 scenes in a show whereas family guy might have 250 or oh 300 oh, wow. yes. you know what i mean because the stories that we're telling the, the scale of the stories is so much larger right. than you, you know what i mean it's like the whole story doesn't take place in you know peter's living room right. <laughs> you know what i mean so it's 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 difficult in that way, but I think that's the other thing that makes the show, I guess, a lot more different and unique than, you know, uh, what, what the other shows that are on. It's just very expensive to produce, and it takes a lot of energy. Right. You know. Do you so? Okay, what's the process? You guys write the story that's out, question, and then do you give it to the Japanese anime people and say, "Hey, put this together." Because how do they how do they get the essence of what Black Dynamite's supposed to be? You send it off to my people, to my Asian folk. How, <laughs> yeah. how are they going to understand how to like relay the story? They don't understand. <laughs> so they they, they never that. understand. <laughs> the, you know, a lot of times what I would do is act the stuff out. You know, <laughs> like, wow. I would literally act out. Like, I mean, if let me see how does it go. Oh man! I mean, it, de- it depends. I mean, like like Richard Pryor. Like we did an episode about Richard Pryor. I had to act out every one of Richard Pryor's. Like, they don't know. And when I say this motherfucker, <laughs> this motherfucker, <laughs> like I had to do all of that. And we sent it over to them, and then you know they would just you know the storyboard artists would use that as a as a reference. And I would do the same maybe even if it was like a you know like a, a big black woman. I'd be like nigga, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, like, like the but, old lady, like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. right. So I would just have to act out, especially since it's, you know the culture. It, like this show is kind of like a it's like a subculture, you know, with, right. within a culture, yeah. within a culture, and and it's it's uh it's very very specific. I mean, it's hard for even Americans to understand the type of comedy and stories we're telling because it's so specific okay. to a very specific uh uh you know era and time and personalities and you know it's a you, if you're not of it it's almost impossible to understand right. who these people are and what they you know so that's that's the only thing that we can do but it still comes back fucked up <laughs> <laughs> that's it, it's still back and be like uh, yeah. uh, well how is your like my thing is are you you have in mind who you want to try to make an animation of like for instance for Boondocks you already have like two little boys that was bad as hell and you was like let me make an animation out of this and then you cast them as the voice of it like how do, how does it come well well um well you know the 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 boondocks was actually you know that that came from the the comic strip that the Aaron mm-hmm. Magruder had, had um had created in terms of casting it that was like one of the most difficult processes i it actually came like Huey and Riley was the, they were the hardest characters to cast for it it came down to Alicia Keys MC Light and Regina King. Wow, right? really? Yeah, we were trying to figure out. So we were thinking, well, maybe Regina King could do Riley and we can get Alicia Keys to do Huey. And we was kind of settled on that. And then, you know, Regina came in one day and she was like, yo, I could do both. And she was just like, she started going back and forth between Riley and Huey talking to each other. We were like, damn, okay. Is that double pay right. or something? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> She's definitely. A smart hustler. You know, I love it. But but also she but she just captured the essence. You know what she did? She she said that she went and studied like um like the old Peanuts specials. Okay, because like 
even when you're doing a child, a lot yeah. of times in voiceover we use women because right. you know it's uh, softer. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We use women instead of getting like real little boys because yeah. their voices usually change at a certain point, and then mm-hmm. you stuck with a, a seven year old that sounds like Barry White, and it's a problem. <laughs> so like, so she, so she actually was studying really hard, and she came back and she just nailed it, and they sounded like brothers. So she would get in the booth, and. You know, normally you would maybe go through and get all Riley's lines first, mm-hmm. then go through and get Huey's lines. But she'd be like, "Nah, I got it." And she'd just hop back and forth between characters. Wow. And it's just, it's a, I mean, she's incredible. That is amazing. Really amazing. Because really as you're saying Whoa. this, I can hear both their voices. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's hmm. dope. Now I want to. Can I draw something? Uh, no, I'm just <laughs> do you have people that do that at Coach TV? Like, so, this all, is my idea of a cartoon that I think you should do. All the time. What's the worst one you've ever heard? Oh, man. I don't want to call nobody out. <laughs> I just say the, the most common pitch that I get almost every other day, whether it's on Twitter, Facebook, whatever, someone would say, all right, man, I got this idea. <laughs> and usually, in most cases, it's, it's, it's rappers, right? It would mm-hmm. be like, I don't even call nobody out, but it, it, like rappers, they usually say, all right, I got this idea. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> It starts with it's me, me yep. as a kid. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> and then what? And it's me as a kid. It's that's my the, life. That's the show. Uh, okay. okay. And I'm rapping. But, um, I like how we gave you a coaster and you playing with the coaster instead of. <laughs> it's, it, it looks like a black. Uh, black. It looks like a burnt ego. It does. So man. Almost. I almost hated it. We said that before the show, guys, and he was just like, man, it's like a black ego. Let me yes. play with it for a That's what we do with Black Hollywood with our black ego. Uh, uh, what's the big difference between season one and season two of Black Dynamite? Um, I think. I think it's a lot more social commentary. I, I definitely think, um, you know, like the first season we kind of put our toe in the water, and the second season we just kind of jumped all the way in, I think. And um, for. Better or worse, I, you know, I don't know because, uh, like I said, we haven't got a third se- <laughs> season yet, and and the show is being watched. The ratings are pretty good, you know, but um, I, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it's a little too controversial at times. Maybe you know, maybe it's it's offensive in some ways to some people, but uh, it's definitely a lot more social commentary. Like we we had the season finale, we addressed the pol- a lot of police brutality. That was happening um, in, in that episode. It was a one-hour special called "The Wizard of Watts," and um, basically, there's a, a Black Dynamite takes a day off, and there's a riot that pops off in the black community. Black Dynamite gets hit with a brick, and he's sent into the this magical land of Oswats, mm-hmm. where we have a bunch of Rodney Munchkins laying on the ground, outlined in chalk. And the idea was that you know they were under you know basically it was under siege from the wicked bitch of the west side <laughs> and, and you know so it was Black Dynamite's job to protect them it, so like an episode like that especially now what's what's, what's what's so eerie about it is this was written like a year and a half ago right? you know mm. so I, I didn't know you know that it was we were going to be in the midst of all wow. of this stuff happening but when so you know so the network was a little bit hesitant on like really going full you know pushing it so hard because they didn't want this to be our answer to this right. you know this this situation is happening wow. so you know and the same thing happened with Bill Cosby we had an episode <clears throat> about Bill Cosby right at, the, at the, <laughs> the right when all of this stuff was happening with the with the rape allegations and I was like God like how did, and people looking at me like I'm Nostradamus yeah, right. yeah, right. and I'm like I, 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 who knew to knew you know no it's just, it's just pre- uh, police brutality just happens that often exactly that's, like, like it's, that's it's been going on yeah. for a while well, are new. people raping people that often <laughs> yeah apparently. <laughs> So, well, well, I'm, I'm, I'm no, no comment. <laughs> do, do you ever have? Does it ever get hard for you to create stories and, and 
come up with new ideas. Um, you, he just said he writes stuff a year ahead, so I don't think. So. No, well, well, no, it's, in the moment. You know what? It, it's 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 hard. I put it this way: you you kind of it's it's easy to paint yourself into a corner. I say that meaning, or if you if you like, I, one of our first episodes that we wrote was the it was a Michael Jackson episode, and it right. was where Cream Corn discovered that Michael Jackson was an alien. And he was trying to impregnate Cream Corn, so that was like one of our <laughs> one of the biggest episodes right. that we did. And then you know you have to follow that now. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. So it's, it's difficult when you when you push so far out the gate, and now you got to deliver each time at that level that's what becomes hard it's not so much as the ideas but it's like all right now we, we got an idea now how do we take it here right you know and it, it a lot of ways you know I, I begin to question like you know how long can you can you do that you mm-hmm. know because and whereas a lot of shows they start really small with their stories and the stories are, are very grounded like it might be like you know somebody you know left an empty pitcher in the refrigerator and they'll do a whole story around right. that you know our stories would be like you know there's a uh, you know Elvis is, is sent on a mission to, to you know to stop drugs in the black community and he gets baptized <laughs> you know by, by, by black dynamite's fist and, and, and admits that he stole everything from black folks like like those are the kind of stuff but that's the kind of stuff I'd be wanting to say you know, uh, you know what I mean so it's like I, I can I can only write what I'm passionate about it's just hard when you you know you set a you set a certain expectation you know right. which becomes really difficult to to deliver all the time you know? before we before we got on air you you were telling us where you're from mm-hmm let the people know what you, what you said. Well, I, that was like five five yeah. places you named. <laughs> well, no, well, I grew up in, uh, in in Fayetteville, North Carolina, affectionately known as Fayetteville. Fayetteville, <laughs> where J. Cole is from, yes. Right. Uh, but, you know, I moved around a little bit, man. I lived in Philadelphia for a little while. My, You know, a lot of my relatives, my mother's from Philadelphia and relatives from New Jersey. And, you know, um, so, you know, we, we yeah, my father was in the military, so we kind of moved around. I was actually born in Germany, believe it or not. Thank you, Germany. There we go. Are you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. About to say, there's no, no other reason why niggas <laughs> right. would be in Franklin, Germany, unless your parents were there, right? I know, right? Well, they're everywhere. Let's not get started. Let's not, not have a not black Afri- dynamite series. There's yet. Nigerians everywhere. There's not Africans everywhere. Oh, there's yeah. Nigerians yeah. everywhere. Nigerians are yeah. everywhere. Yes. Mm. yes. So y- you've been from growing up from in these different places. That, there's a lot of your shows portray that. Like, yeah, did you bring a lot of stuff like what you what happened to you as a kid into your shows? Yeah, yeah, and adult life. I mean, it's all I think kind of merged into this hodgepodge of whatever I am. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I can't really help. I can't. I can't not write about my my personal experiences and a lot of stuff that inspires me. Is really, you know, I mean, some of the funniest people in my life are not working in this business. Right. You know, I mean, I'm sure you can probably look at your family and, and yeah. I mean, you find some people that just gut busting, just hilarious, hilarious, funny people, but they just never had any desire to be in the business. And and you know, I all of that for me is like, you know, it's those are. It's material, right. you know. So I just I, I love going back home or being around my friends and people that I grew up with because I'm just you <laughs> know just absor- I'm not, yeah, yeah, always, you know. Somebody gonna hit you with a suit. You better be careful, <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Jumbo. I told him that. Right. Right. Give me right. some of that money. Yeah. I told him that. Yeah, yeah. Are you are you a comedian or have you ever been a comedian? I, I've never done comedy, man. I, I you know what. And it's funny because my my manager was trying to push me to do comedy at one time. But I have like really severe anxiety. I have anxiety right now. That's why I keep playing with this fucking coaster. <laughs> I have, you I have like, to hold your hand. <laughs> hold your hand, baby. Man, you know I'm telling you, like I have like severe anxiety attacks. Like getting on airplanes and stages, it's like I'm 
I'm just the worst. Like right now, inside I'm, it's it's a mess. Really? Well, go ahead and fart yeah. if you gotta pass some gas. Yeah, I know. If you gotta You're go pee, hold it like, against yeah. you. That's a bathroom right there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing: I must say, from even because we do our research here, we just don't have people on the show and ask you open questions <laughs> that pop up in our head. Okay. We do our research. Mm-hmm. So at, <laughs> come on, you better say it, man. Mm-hmm. But no, like I watched some of your interviews, and there was one that was. You've even felt uncomfortable because I felt uncomfortable watching it. Uh-oh. But it was this one guy that was interviewing you and didn't say your name right. He didn't know much about. He yeah, had a misspell Carl Jarrett. No, he, he then he said he gave him his wrong title. Uh, and then oh. he corrected him when he gave him the microphone. But uh, I felt like during that interview, I really did not get you. And it didn't get me that he wanted or knew who you were. Because he wanted you to explain to us who you were. And I was hmm. like, no, nah, bro, that's not. Come on, man. <laughs> I don't want to call yeah. him out or anything like that, but I was like, you know, watching yeah. some of your interviews, I, I, you feel more. I look like you're more comfortable here. Right oh now. no, I, I definitely am a lot more comfortable <laughs> Except here. Except touched your hand. Yeah. <laughs> is that what it is, Carl? Yeah, that touch, bro. You got that touch. You know, I got that effect on you. <laughs> right, right. You still probably gonna fart, but it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Well, I mean, no, y'all, oh. y'all make it real, real comfortable. I don't feel like I'm doing an interview. That's probably why. See, you know? there you go. We don't so, want you to feel that yeah, way. It's cool. So, has anybody ever come up to you as far as like people at work or some of the higher ups and said, you know what, you're gonna have to probably tone it down, or we don't like this. We need you to change this. Has that happened pretty frequently in your career? Uh, n- not in in a. In a, in a general way, like, like it'll be like specific notes the network will have about certain episodes. Like, you know, like in the movie, we had this character named Crenshaw Pete who used to brand his bitches with a coat <laughs> hanger. So they said we couldn't brand a bitch with a coat hanger for obvious reasons. But I wanted to show a shot where a, a, a chick had a, 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 a imprint of a coat hanger on her face just to know that, you know, she was being motivated to do a job. And and you know that was something that they was like completely completely against. So just to give you an example, but the overall idea of it, they didn't have a problem with. But it's weird though because some things they'll be really cool with, like you know, Black Dynamite that chopped somebody's head off, right? Mm-hmm. Like right. this extreme act of violence, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But yet we can't show a frog, a puppet frog penis. Like it's like, <laughs> wait, does like, the puppet have a penis? <laughs> wait, wait. Well, that was my question. Well, because we, we did a parody of Sesame Street, and we mm-hmm. had this, this this frog named That Frog Curtis, and and you know he was slapping people with his with his penis, but he was a puppet though, right? And, and so so I, my two arguments were: well, first of all, it's just a piece of fabric; it's not even like a real penis, and second of all, it's a frog. <laughs> Like, so happy, <laughs> that is I, hilarious. I, I think that I don't know. What do the frog penis look like? <laughs> you know, they have penises, but they only come out at certain times. Like, it's not. Uh, they don't just like wear. Hey, I'm out. Yeah, they don't just okay. have their penises. Not. I mean, come on, they got more cool than they ever <laughs> walk around with their penises out. Yeah. They got to jump around. They can't so land. No frog penis, but extreme no. violence is okay. Extreme violence. Yeah. So it's all. It's it's kind of weird. The standards kinda and practices. Yeah, but but you know, every episode is like one, maybe two jokes or things that we're trying to do that they, you know. But for the most part, like they're really, really cool with everything, you know. So do you have to have a whole episode at a certain time, and then for the next episode, you like? Because I know like reality television is filmed first, mm-hmm. edited, and then put out maybe months later. So we're watching something that we that was already been taped, but in animation, like in your case, for let's say for instance, one episode. Yeah. What is the process for? I know we kind of asked you that earlier, but I, I want to know like, are you doing the whole season at one well, time? Yeah, there's like 
four or five episodes in various stages of production. All in all, to do ten episodes, it takes like a year and a half. So that'll help you put it in perspective. Whoa. So, so you know, each episode, I don't know, it's maybe seven to nine months in production, but it's in, you know, like while one is being written, one is being storyboarded. While one is being storyboarded, one is being animated. While Rotation. one is being animated, one is being recorded. Rotation. You know, so yeah. it's like, it's, it's, a, it's a lot. Right. Okay. So are y'all celebrating after each episode? That's a lot of work. Dude, <laughs> it's just, just trying to keep our sanity. Is like, it's, it's, people have no idea. Because a lot of times, you know, when people see the, like even with Boondocks, it'll be gone for two years, right? And then people will say, oh, the, the man must have shut it down. The white yeah. man must have stopped it. Like, no, nigga, it just takes a long time to make this shit. It's like, you know, we've been working. All right. They, they think we're chilling, like, you know. Or, right. Yeah, it takes a lot, a lot of work. How many people are on, like, are in the room when you're putting this together? The writers, like the writing. Yeah, um, that varies too. The last season, I, for two weeks, I put together a writers, a writers room, which we never had a writers room. So I got all the funniest comedians that I knew, and we got in the room, and and um, and I had, I don't know, we had maybe about. 15 to 20 episode ideas and you know it kind of gave them to everybody and said you know what do you think and we all sat down and we started going through each one of them and some of them caught on some of them didn't the ones that didn't we just kind of put to the side the ones that we thought could be something you know we put Mm -hmm. on the wall and then we start fleshing those the story beats out once we have the story beats out we work on an outline once we have an outline we'll hand off to a, a writer and um you know they'll do a pass and then usually i'll you know if they i'll go back over it you know just to make sure it's the voices maintain, you, right. know, you know what I'm saying? For the ones that I'm not writing, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but uh, that's kind of the, the, the process for this last season. The first season, we didn't have a writer's room. It was just like, th- it was like three of us, three writers. And Are you serious? Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah. Three people. Goodness on animation at that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> I question my own sanity often, <laughs> like. But it's rewarding, man. It's like when right. you see it, you're like, wow, I remember I was just thinking about that when I was sitting on the toilet. <laughs> you know, that's when like, all the memories come. Right, that's when all your as, a, as a director, like, what made you wanted to like focus on animation, like, and not movies or often, should I say, or, or not movies often or, like, or people plays, shows like with actual humans. people? Yeah, well, I want I want to work with some real people, but um, I, I, I always just been a big fan. I mean, you know, I'm an artist too, so like, yeah. you know, I'm. I'm you know, I'm a cartoonist, and 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 I so I've been drawing since I was a kid, and been I just been a big, huge cartoon fan like you know since like the Jetsons and the Flintstones I just re- noticed there was no black people in the future and there was no black people in the past <laughs> so I, I always <laughs> I always felt like you know if I had an opportunity to do some animation I definitely want to do something that you know that we could relate to so that, are we you know. coming in two th- 2015 are we seeing anything other than animation from Carl Jones um yeah I, I, I'm hoping to <laughs> I yeah I can't speak too much on it but definitely yeah there's there's something Okay. Give me a little uh, idea. Is it more animation? Man. No, it's well, yeah. There's more animation. Okay. I'm, I'm actually. I mean, is an animated movie. N- 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 uh, come on, <laughs> come on. We got. Well, we, I can't, man. I can't. I can't. <laughs> but but I, I will say that um, I'm, I'm I am developing some stuff with uh, Fifty Cent actually um uh, in Comedy Central. Nice. Uh, it's an animated animated property with Fifty. Yes. Does he have on that white beater? <laughs> Hilarious. He gotta have one of my. It won't be the same one though. He's gonna change it every okay. day. It's gonna be a different. Right, that's cool. Yeah. That's okay. Cool. <laughs> but do you have any like wants to like go ahead and do like a movie, direct a movie? Yeah, a- absolutely. Movie? I-, I mean, I had t- tons of ideas, man. It's just 
you know, it's 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 hard to get a fun a film funded. Funded, you, you know what I mean? But um, I'm definitely working on it. I got I got a couple ideas. Okay. Yeah. Is there a, a mixed Korean and African girl in there and, and a German African guy in there as well? In that? Well, you know what? There might be one now. There might be. Yeah. There might be some room for we some funny. I, I, I see. <laughs> Y'all done any voiceover? Oh, yeah. You done yeah. any voiceover? And a yeah. light skin engineer. Like, and then a light skin. Like me? Yeah. <laughs> My voice, you know, it's a little annoying. Hilarious. Well, it's all about the funny. It's like, it, annoying is funny. Oh, I, don't you know, I didn't hear the question. Was there a don't question? Don't you worry. I got my, <laughs> don't worry. My comedy reel will be coming uh, across your desk. Hilarious. <laughs> That's what's up. I'm you said you were a cartoonist, right? Yeah. So what was the first cartoon that you draw, drew when you were little? When I was little? Like something that you remember that this was like something that you created. A, a lot of naked women when I was a, when I was a kid. And you know what's funny? I, I used to hide them behind my dresser, right? <laughs> and then one day my mother was like cleaning up. She found a stack of just, oh my gosh. just dirty drawings. And she sat me down. And this was the, this was the most uncomfortable <laughs> moment I, in my life she sat me down and I had to explain what everything was and I was like oh my god like this is what age were you I don't know it's maybe six so you know about that at six yeah I, I guess oh my I, gosh Carl you're a perv yo. <laughs> you're a perv maybe maybe you know it maybe it was, it was just no. there's one too many black exploitation movies <laughs> that I was watching because you know I was watching that stuff at, at a really young age and I was listening to Dolomite and, and Richard Pryor probably <laughs> oh, Richard Pryor was like the worst Oh my! Right, I, right. And I was listening to that at a real young age, you know. And it's probably where a lot of this shit is coming from now, you know. Because was it uh, one of uh, Richard Pryor's live shows was like on a vinyl? It was like yeah, like, it was like yeah. on an audio, and mm-hmm. you can listen to it. So he, the way he he had a few, yeah, yeah. the way Red he Fox described too. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the way he described stuff, you can you can it see. In your mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I sure did. <laughs> Carl, you are hilarious. I never knew. Because, see, sometimes I I be thinking that um, executive producers for shows are a little... I'm boring. <laughs> you, yo, I would hang out with you. Like you're really funny. Oh, oh, thank you. Just don't fiddle with nothing. Then you're gonna make me you feel like you, <laughs> you got a fart. Or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pass that gas, honey. Don't let that's that marinate. Okay. Don't let that marinate in your stomach. I did right. get it out. But what, what can we find you on all social media? Because um, I know where to find you. We know where to find you. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at uh, I am Carl Jones. Oh, Lord, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry. He, I'm so the phone is ringing. Just black. <laughs> American, just black dynamite, you know? right, just right. straight dynamite. Um, I, I'm on Instagram too. Uh, uh, I am Carl Jones, and um, and I'm on Facebook, but I can't remember exactly what my, you can't remember the password. <laughs> I can't remember what my the Facebook you know address is. I'm, I'm, I just got on Facebook like two. I know I just got on Facebook like two months ago. So what about okay. uh, Black Dynamite? Uh, black Dynamite, you can find. Yeah, Black Dynamite has a Twitter, and it's is um, at Black Dynamite. Um, yeah, and and there's a Facebook uh, black as Facebook forward slash Black Dynamite. So and we're still waiting for a season three. We are. Yes, we're still okay. waiting. We I, I definitely will it's already out there. It's we on the desk. They just haven't got to it yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he has spilled some coffee and he, like trying to move some stuff real quick. <laughs> but that's right, what right, happened. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And where can wondering. people find season two of Black Dynamite? Season two of Black Dynamite. I do not know because Netflix. because they stopped airing it. It's after not, the well, first no, it's on, on website. I mean, Hulu. Sorry. I think it's on a website. Okay. I okay. On it, it is on adultswim.com. It is on yep. for sure. Yeah. And where can we find you, handsome chocolate You can man. find me on all... With <laughs> <laughs> your beanie looking like Tyrone. <laughs> I was Minus actually thinking about going robbing somebody afterwards. You know, you know they're like stereotyping people. He kind of favors Chappelle a little bit. He does, right. 
You, that's a compliment. You should no, be happy about No, I'm so sick of that. people telling me that. I do not like that man. Do I have ashy lips or something? Hey. Well, Oh man, well, you can follow me on all social media at Cortez G West. Make sure you go and support me because I will support you back. You can also find us on or support us on uh, BHL Online, it's Instagram and Twitter. Where can we find you, love? As always, you can find me Megan Thomas on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Meg Scoop, like scoop of ice cream. And don't forget to stay tuned to Black Hollywood Live. You can always follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. Just search Black Hollywood Live, and we're there. Until next week y'all have a good time peace 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 peace, peace. love <laughs> and <laughs> from producers maria menounos dario Kristen, tiana hobson kevin undergaro and the entire bhl crew we would like to thank you for supporting black hollywood live the first online broadcast network dedicated to african-american entertainment for questions and comments contact us at info at blackhollywoodlive.com like us on facebook Tweet us or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I'm your BHL announcer, Scipio. Instagram me at Planet Scipio. Thank you for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.